It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Day one of the NBA playoffs did not disappoint, so here again on Locked On Wizards to discuss the series tipping off Tuesday. It's Michael Levin, TV writer and co-host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast as we break down the Magic Bucks, Heat Pacers, Thunder Rockets, and Trail Blazers Lakers. Listen right here on Locked on Wizards. Welcome to Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Game one, day one, did not disappoint at all with our first matches that we saw Monday. So here again to talk about all the series that start on Tuesday, we've got Michael Levin back on the show, TV writer and co-host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, back here with me to discuss more NBA playoffs talk. So let's jump right back into it, starting off with our first game of the day. We've got the Magic taking on the Bucks. King Yon, or not King, the King is in LA, excuse me. Prince Giannis taking on the Orlando Magic. What are your thoughts on this series and early predictions? Ah, oh, man. Milwaukee's really good. <laughs> and uh, especially without John Isaac, who, who got hurt, sadly, in the, in the bubble. Um, oh, yeah. They just really don't have anybody to match up with them. Aaron Gordon will do his best, but Milwaukee's just too complete of a team. And they play really well together. They haven't actually been excellent in Orlando, but I think it's because they just had kind of had nothing to play for. Um, and so I think they're going to come out with something to prove. And I think Giannis is just going to just roll, roll through these people. I, I feel like, I feel like Milwaukee in four, if it could be Milwaukee in less than four, they would win in less than four. Oh, well, speaking of Giannis rolling through people, we saw him headbutt Wizards player Mo Wagner. That's and right. I'm curious to know <laughs> your thoughts. There were some complaints that people felt as though he only had the one game suspension because he was given MVP treatment. Yeah. And had it been someone else, it would have been a longer suspension. Do you think that one game just was justified? Well, I love headbutt? it. Yeah, I love that you're hitting me with a little saltiness. And I will I will return it with more saltiness and say that if it was Joel Embiid, he would have been suspended for like six Ooh. months. Um, oh, wow. They just, they just like, you know, because he uh, guy plays hard, they uh, they 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 make him pay for it uh, with flagrant fouls and, and such. But I think uh, I feel like previous iterations of headbutts. I know that there's maybe like a, a headbutt clause in the league handbook or something that is like how to how to suspend headbutts has been one game so i don't mind i would have loved if they gave him like a game of the playoffs and just and but i think that uh milwaukee still would have won even without Giannis because chris middleton's really good and and orlando is is pretty weak especially an orlando team that doesn't have anywhere close to the shooting that you'd need to beat milwaukee you need to just like shoot lights out to beat milwaukee and with between you know aaron gordon and markel fultz and mcw and Gary Clark, James Ennis, there's just not enough like volume shooters. Terrence Ross could get hot and make it close for one game, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I really, I wish I could say I saw something, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's Milwaukee with the sweep. Yeah, to the point on Giannis headbutting Mo Wagner, I do think that, you know, 
Ken, as Kendrick Perkins was saying, because Kendrick Perkins was talking on the jump about how he's headed, he headbutted someone and also was suspended. <laughs> sure. But apparently there is a definition of headbutting. It's like how you ram your head and, and <laughs> if you actually like lead with your head and get your yeah. body behind it versus like a tap, kind of like you're <laughs> dapping them up with your forehead, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, a dap. So, it's know, fine. Maybe it wasn't, you know, it wasn't full like charged. You know, right. like a ram or something it but. wasn't like a soccer headbutt or like yeah, a wrestling exactly. headbutt but so it was I think one game could be yeah. justified and also let's be honest it's it's a playoff so we don't want to see any players have to sit out injuries are enough to have to worry about but we definitely don't want to see anybody have to to sit out of a playoff game because of headbutting not that headbutting is something you <laughs> give them a slap on the wrist for but sure. i think one game is justified long story short yeah um, i think it's fine what I did do uh, think what did wagner do sorry what did wagner do to uh to piss him off. To piss so, him off so here's much. the thing that also I was saying. It's like, I don't even know. No, not. I know we're on the Wizards. Locked on Wizards show. And I don't want to down talk the Wizards. But I was actually surprised Giannis even played in that game in the first sure. place. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to sit out of that game and play in the following game when they played against Memphis. So I wasn't right. thinking that he was even going to be out there. And, you know, sometimes when you play against a team that's not, doesn't have a chance of, of doing anything and they're just there. and Getting under your skin. Yeah, they just they get under your skin because they had nothing to really play for. And here you are playing for the playoffs and Mo Wagner was getting into them and they had an, inter, mm-hmm. you know, an interaction before the timeout. And it just kind of, you know, started to get to him. And yeah. I, I, I've been there as a former athlete myself. I could say I've been there against those teams. It's like, come on, man, you, you're yeah. not a, you don't even have a, a dog in this race. And here you are trying to. <laughs> get hype and get in my face i'm playing for something what are you playing for yeah also i i I say this as a guy who likes mo uh he's an annoying guy like he plays too pissed hard and 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 he plays hard right and i think i i feel like i'm i feel like i'm more the uh i'm more the wagner than a guy (laughs) i feel like i get under people's skin when i play ball uh because i'm always going after stuff and and uh then being like, what's up? What's up? Nothing's right, fine. Whatever. Right. What's up? And then people get in my face and want to make it want to make it more of a thing. But uh, yeah, Giannis to play in that game that doesn't matter at all, and then to get so worked up. Like obviously he's a passionate guy. He's always playing 100. Right. Um, but to you got to have more self control than that. Because if it did, say he look if like Mo if Mo got like a concussion from that or started right. bleeding a lot, then all of a sudden oh that God. then then the league starts to have to take that suspension up a little bit more exactly exactly and now now you're sitting out of the first game or two games or three games whatever it may be yeah because what if it of, happens in the playoffs you know right because you headbutted mo wagner in an nba restart game that didn't, didn't really matter. matter for anything they had already didn't clinched matter. number one wizards already out at this point it's like a, a friendly that's just a, it's a friendly <laughs> so a friendly was not so friendly so mm-hmm. yeah i mean mo wagner is definitely a player that gets under your skin and i i'm a Giannis in that mindset where i like I'm, I, I understood it, to be honest, mm-hmm. but it's just it shouldn't have happened. This is a series, though, looking at the Magic Bucks that, as we talked about on Monday, saying that most of these first round series are, could go six or seven games. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't see this going more than five games unless the Magic, who knows? Hey, you know what? Maybe Markel Fultz has his breakout moment, shows Philly so. what they missed <laughs> and what, what, what Philly's missing and leads the Magic to win a game or two. That'd be tough. That'd be <laughs> twisting the knife for for me personally. Uh, no, look, Mar- Markel's still good at a lot of the things he was good at when they drafted him number one. But uh, without the jumper, he's just such a less dynamic player. And uh, and so I think Mike Boldenholzer is a good coach. Is just gonna not leave him open and you know not sweat how to how to cover those guys. And Vucevic is a good player. He'll hit some shots. And 
Uh, Aaron Gordon will make a couple nice plays, and there's a couple decent like hustle guys there. Evan Fournier will hit shots. Um, James Ennis also a uh, former Sixer, uh, but it's just. Not going to happen for the Magic. Poor Magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming up, we've got to get into the Heat Pacers. We already saw them face off in their final game of the restart. And now let's talk about game one of the playoffs right here on Locked on Wizards. Who else gets annoyed every day come lunch or dinner time, wondering, what am I going to eat? You don't feel like cooking. You've got a million emails to read. You've been busy with work and swamped. And you have so much going on and your stomach's growling and you don't know what to eat. Well, let DoorDash take care of your next meal if you want. Chinese food, pizza, froyo, anything you have taste for, you can order it through DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. And there are thousands that are open for delivery on DoorDash that you can now call, order, and now let them do the work for you. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on them, and now they're counting on you. So while their dining rooms may be closed, and maybe you don't really feel comfortable going out to get food, or you just don't feel like getting off your couch and changing out of your pajamas, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering's easy. Just open up the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely right outside your door with the new contact list delivery drop-off setting. So with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos. Anything from restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, you name it, they're on DoorDash delivering contact lists to your front door. So call right now, and anyone that's listening can get $5 off, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. So don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here on Locked on Wizards, as we're breaking down each of the first round matchups for the NBA playoffs, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Levin, TV writer and co-host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, who's been just dropping all this insight, information and wisdom as he's bringing us these predictions that you probably want to bet on because I think that you're just saying, no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but look, we've already talked about the start of our Tuesday matchups, the Magic Bucks. We've got to get into the Heat Pacers. We saw them play against each other to close out the NBA restart. Unfortunately for the Heat, we also saw Derek Jones Jr. go down after a really scary collision. Fortunately, reports have come out. It was just a really bad neck strain. He's moving better, and who knows when he'll be back, but it's fortunately not as serious as it seems at first when he was carried off on a stretcher. So looking at this game, this is one of those series. This is one of those series that could have six or seven game potential easily. Um, you know, the Heat Pacers is, we've got TJ Warren, we've got Jimmy Butler, we've got everything. We've got the physical. They were, they were already getting into it a little bit, and, and the mm-hmm. players, the main players weren't even playing. It was just, it was the reserves playing, and it was still intense. 
Whew. What are your, yeah. what are your thoughts on Heat's Pacers? So the Pacers Pacers play hard, man. They, they are Nate McMillan has them coached really well, and they play together and with each other. I think Malcolm Brogdon is excellent. Um, Old Depot still working his way back. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite the player he was a few years ago. I think he won most improved. Um, they're short. Demonis Sabonis, which is a bummer. Miles Turner's okay, but but not not as dynamic of a player as Sabonis is. Um, but TJ Warren has been excellent. Like he's been out of absolutely out of his mind. They don't, especially. They also have Jeremy Lin or sorry, Jeremy Lamb, who is uh, out for the season. Um, so they're they're still short a couple guys that that would make them a more dangerous team. I just kind of don't see it against this Miami team. This Miami was a team I kind of didn't believe in the whole the whole season. I thought that they were a little bit like just a try hard regular season team, which almost is kind of what I would say about the Pacers also. But the way that they've been playing in the bubble has been just really impressive. Like they've added, they've sort of downsized and they took uh, Myers Leonard off the starting lineup and, and, and let Bam be, be the starting center there. And Bam's excellent. I've always loved Bam, mm-hmm. but they've added more shooting. And so now their offense is just so crisp and there's so much movement. Duncan Robinson is legitimately one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Like has a little, maybe not as wacky to it, but has a little Davis Bertans to him, just kind of flies around screens and and is tall so he's shooting shots that you can't you can't really contest and he's comfortable with shooting hitting shots in your face um tyler hero is also a a good shooter off movement and jimmy butler you know uh, we're talking about a lot of former sixers on here a lot of a lot of guys have been sixers (laughs) um but he he's a playoff player and even though he's not a good jump shooter and he's actually um gotten worse as a jump shooter the last couple years he really knows how to get to the line and so i think he's going to make them pay at the line and uh, they just have a bunch of good passers. Andre Godala is a stabilizing veteran. Jay Crowder, I haven't seen Jay Crowder miss a shot in forever. So I, I feel like while I was looking at this matchup over the past couple of weeks, of like because I figured the Sixers would land at six and this would be our four or five, um, I was hoping for a, a series here. I, I kind of think Miami is just too good, and I, I sort of think Miami in five is, is how I would feel about it. You know, I think that – Talent-wise, Miami's definitely, in my opinion, the stronger team. You know, when you mm-hmm. look at the fact, had this been a healthier Victor Oladipo, who was more in his prime, you right. know, he has said he's just he's just trying to be – he's just out there. You know, he's happy that he's able to play and contribute. And mm-hmm. even him at, like, 50% is better than him not being out there at all. But they, they are banged up. And without DeMontis Sabanis, that's a huge loss. Um, TJ Warren, though, has been playing – out of his mind and I would like to say he hasn't really stopped the momentum that he started back when he dropped 53 against the Sixers that's right um (laughs) it seems like that kind of catapulted him into this whole uh new level that he's playing at right now but what I'm most excited about is the fact that we saw back when the Pacers played each other in January and Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren got into it and Warren got ejected and Butler was blowing him kisses you know could we drawn this up any better for them to play in the playoffs now so I think yeah. for me, the, the part that's most exciting about this is there is this rivalry going. I know that Jimmy Butler didn't mention he, that the rivalry is apparently dead and blah, blah, whatever. It's the playoffs. These guys at this point are, everyone's out there trying to win, which totally. raises the stakes even more. Which raises and they're living the in the same place. And they live in the same place. And we've already been seeing some growing rivalries between different players. We've seen it with Patrick Beverly and Dame. Damian Lillard we're seeing it with TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler it's there and it's only worse because they literally are neighbors so I'm excited to see how this unfolds for that reason alone because this is going to have all the excitement I feel like we need and you know score aside I see this going I mean talent aside I see this going like six games because I just think it's going to be literally a fight 
And I'm, I would love that. I'm, I love that. Yes. I'm ready for, for sure. it. <laughs> I think, I'm, I think there are enough, there are enough guys on, on both teams that like play physical, that there will right. be some beefs happening over the course of the series and over the course of individual games. Like TJ McConnell, former Sixer, the Sixers oh, just yes. find, find, find a way to sort of weasel their way into every storyline. Uh, but TJ, <laughs> TJ is a guy that's, here. that's totally right. The TJ is a guy that will just like take it personally and get in somebody's face and like dive after loose ball or pick, pick up Kendrick Nunn full court and just like piss him off. And I feel like there's enough guys. Indiana is just a bunch of dogs. I think Nate McMillan's got them, got them trained really well. Um, but, but Miami, I just think Spolsha's a really good coach too. And, and is the way that their offense has been looking, they, we already knew that they were switchable defensively and that they could kind of, they can handle perimeter guys. Well, I, I worry about quick guards, but um, I just, I just think the way their offense is humming, Miami looks very formidable and I'm, I'm almost already like, fast forwarding to a Miami Milwaukee second round series. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think TJ McConnell is definitely weasel is definitely something that you can use to describe because he is that type of player. Him, Miles Turner, they're just going to annoy the crap out of the heat and the heat are definitely more talented. And I don't, I do see them. And I've said this for a while now being a team that surprises them, which is odd because they're number four. It's no surprise. They're not a Cinderella. They're not coming in at number eight, but I still think a, a lot of people have written them off because they do not fully, you know, respect the talent that they have in Bam and Jimmy and, and all these pieces that they, Eric Spolstra being a championship coach, that they can be a team that is competing for the Eastern Conference Finals, without a doubt. So we have to get into another fight because there's, there are a couple matchups that have me most excited. And one of them's the Heat Pacers. The other one is, of course, OKC Houston. Again, like the basketball gods are work, are looking out for us because like, looking at these teams, having to take, oh, I don't, you know, the storylines that are there. Do we, where do we even begin? You've got CP3 going up against his former team. You've got Russell Westbrook, who's, we don't know if he, how healthy he's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. You've got James Harden, who's been playing incredible in the NBA restart. If, if you ever thought that he couldn't find a way to get better, he somehow did. And the restart and the setup of the floor, and even they were saying like the darkness of the round, the court and all these things work in his favor that this OKC Rockets matchup is going to be like none other. Huh, here we are. Yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're good. I mean, Harden himself is is like a almost like a Drew League player. Anyway, he's he showed up to the Drew, which is like a pickup, legendary pickup league in LA. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so Harden, this is basically a Drew League game. Actually, without the audience. It's a little bit different, but the idea of him just being like a playground player, like he just, he has no conscience. He's happy to take any shot. Um, and he's an excellent passer. And, and what Houston does is they just have shooting everywhere and they are not shy. They're happy to take a crap load of shots. Robert Covington from anywhere, former Sixer, had to say it. Uh, PJ Tucker in the corners. Um, Daniel House, who's a, a young guy that, that Houston has made into like a really solid, like stable player. Ben McLemore having the best career uh, season of his career. Austin Rivers dropped forty the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's guys there, and even if Westbrook isn't isn't there, Houston is just very very capable around Harden, and and they never get rattled. That's the that's the the thing I find most interesting about Houston. Like they they take this pretty drastic measure of of deciding they don't need the center position anymore, and they gang rebound together. And uh, they're still weak on that end, but they, they, they do enough to get by. And, and what they do defensively is like 
just kind of keep their man in front of you. And like PJ Tucker is obviously an excellent defender. One-on-one Covington is great. Uh, as like sort of a free safety playing the passing lanes and stuff. But Houston is so physically strong for being little guys. And they, they kind of dare refs to like call fouls in the post because they're just going to keep bodying you. They're not going to make it easy on you in the post. They're just going to keep hitting you and say like, well, you're not going to keep calling the same foul every time. Um, and so I think they get away with some stuff. And then when big guys want to kick it out, then they have the length on the perimeter to, to step in front of the ball handlers and stuff and, and, and get, go the other way with it. OKC is good, man. Uh, and they were not traditionally thought of as good going into the mm-hmm. season. But Chris Paul as like the anchor. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is excellent. I, I've loved him coming out of Kentucky. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Is like a very actually has some harden to him in the sense that like he just kind of yeah. plays at his own pace and really uh, uses his length and change of pace to get where he wants and always and is another guy that doesn't ever look rattled. And then they have Dennis Schroeder as that third guard that kind of just is the is the quickness um, and he can get by anybody. So um, OKC is an interesting team. They they they're they're another team that plays really really well together. Um, Danilo Gallinari as like a floor stretcher and can he, he can hit from mm-hmm. wherever. Steven Adams is the only center that's going to play in the, in this series, basically. Um, and so I'm interested to see how, how much of an advantage on the glass he has over, over Houston. If it's not much of an advantage, then I don't think that OKC has really a, a ton of chances to win. Um, but they're really, aside from the drama of just interpersonally, of just who these guys are and, and, and the fact that they know each other so well, I hope Westbrook is, is able to play. Um, but it's going to be, it's a really, really dynamic an interesting series just from the style of play and from the history that these teams have with each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you forgot Nerland's Noel. He's on. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love Nerland on that team. No, um, I but, do love Nerland. Yes, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. But looking, you know, across both of these two teams and the role players that they have and, and just the, the depth and the experience that they have even is something that to me also stands out. When you look at Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Rob- Roberson, um, Hamadou Diallo, of course, CP3 leading them. And then for the Rockets and having Jeff Green and PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, just like those, those solid players, mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, that you know what you're going to get from them. Right. So it really is not a, just a James Harden versus CP3 matchup. It's, no, it's yeah. so much bigger than that. And you have both teams have the ability to anybody for other players that are stepping on the floor, anybody can step in and score, knock down shots. Uh, PJ Tucker struggled at first to, to figure out his shooting with the, the new setup of the restart, but it seems like he's, he's doing better with that. You know, it's just so fun to see these two talented teams coming into this matchup with the history they have so many players that have played on the opposite team or played with each other, or just the, the rivalry that has grown there for this to be a first round game. It's going to seven games in my opinion. I hope so. Six I, at the least. I would love that. I but would love that. I, this I would is love a seven, seven game series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would I would love it in seven either way. I kind of don't have a dog in the fight. I really like both teams a lot. I did bet Houston to win the finals at eighteen to one earlier in the season, and so that's just me personally. I would uh, be rooting for the Rockets, but um, I do really like both of these teams, and so I'm interested to see how because Chris Paul is so excellent. He doesn't have as much burst as he used to have. Obviously, he's getting older but he's such a wizard with like where he wants to go on the court. And I'm interested to see if he's able to do that against a Houston defense that will dissuade him from that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Is he going to get comfortable? Usually he's so good at just picking on the uh, the big guy of the other team, but there's no big guy in Houston. Right. And so if he's, if he goes and switches on somebody, he'll be switching on to PJ Tucker and, and PJ Tucker can stay with them or he's switching on Jeff Green and he can do a, a serviceable job there. And so I'd be interested to see how that works out, but two good passing teams, two smart teams that like know what they're good at and, and don't, and don't get rattled. And I just, Honestly, just give me seven games of this. I don't even need any other games. I'll just take series <laughs> and that's it. And it doesn't it does not matter who wins. I think the Rockets to me have the the better chance of winning. Um, but I think a lot of it depends on when and how and if Russell Westbrook is able to return back for the series. You know, we, yeah. we still don't know how this quad injury is going to affect him. So I'm sh- you know he's itching to get back, and you know he will find a way to get back. As we're seeing with CJ McCollum, and there are other players that are injured that we just don't know the extent of it. Mm-hmm. It's playoff time. He's going to yep. find a way to get out there. It's just a matter of like, how is he going to look? When is he going to be able to get back? And that to me will really change the, of course, the series as a whole, but give me seven, please. No, at, you better, it better be at least six. I don't need four. I don't need five. I need a six or seven game series. That's like overtimes and down to the wire edge of your seat games, because this is this four or five matchup has the potential to be that. So yeah. our final series we've got to get into the Lakers. You're out in LA. You're clearly a Lakers fan or becoming <laughs> one as we speak. I'm converting you. Mm-hmm. Lakers and taking on Dame Dollar and Trailblazers. And we'll get into that right here on Locked on Wizards. Who says car repairs have to be expensive for quality? Well, for over 20 years, rockauto.com has been the place to get everything done from brake parts to tail lamps to even new carpets. And regardless if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, it's easy, convenient, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's a family business that puts your family first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic dealing with COVID-19, everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can save money for you and your family? Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for countless makes and models. And one of the best parts about it, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you have quick service right at your fingertips. So go head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On Wizards sent you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here on Locked on Wizards, as we've already talked to the first seven series of the NBA playoffs round one, Michael Levin, TV writer and co-host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. If for some reason you don't know that by now, you're not really listening. But Michael Levin has been here. We've been breaking down on Monday. We talked about the first four Monday games. Today, we're getting through the Tuesday matchups for all the excitement that's going on. And our final series to discuss, the Lakers Blazers. We saw Portland win their play-in game over Memphis on Saturday, which I was not surprised by at all. But Memphis really gave him a good run. And now yep. Dame Dollar and the Trailblazers with a banged-up C.J. McCollum with 
Melo, who's I'm happy to see back in the playoffs, taking on LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. So your initial thoughts, again, like I said, I'm converting you to be a Lakers fan because, you know, it's time to get on the win with a winning team. Wow. Just, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, no, I'm that's I'm out pitch. here and that's a, it's a pretty good one, honestly. It seems it seems like a safer bet. Um the Lakers are uh very good and uh better than I thought they'd be coming into the season, but uh when you have a team that's LeBron and AD, you can kind of just piece together a decent roster outside of that and and be fine. Um they're a good defensive team. They play really well together. Danny Green is an excellent uh, defender from the two guard and, and, a, and a pretty solid shooter as well. And they got, they got decent defensive play out of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee and stuff. And they're just good. They're just a, a very mature team. And Frank Vogel has them playing good defense and playing well with each other. And they also haven't had like an excellent bubble. They were shooting really, really poorly, but uh, I think it's a, you know, clean slate in the playoffs. I think Portland, you know, good for them for getting there. They played their butts off and, uh, and really did a, I again we talked about this before, but I really would have loved to see the Suns there instead. I think the Suns would have been fun to fun fun to watch at their first playoff appearance in forever. Um, but Portland's got guys, man. They got guys that can shoot. Dame at the current clip is he's on is playing as well as anyone has ever played. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the stuff he's doing on offense is absolutely insane. Um, pulling up from the logo, <laughs> getting to the rim whenever he wanted. Uh, guys are doubling him at half court and collapsing on him everywhere. He's very happy to kick it out to whether it's Gary Trent, who's an awesome uh, second year player that I really, really like, or Carmelo, like you said, CJ, Zach Collins, if he's healthy, there's, there's just enough, enough there that Portland's going to score. What Portland might not do is defend. Um, and against the team with LeBron and AD, you got to defend. Um, so I, I don't think that, I think the games are going to be good, but I think when the Lakers defense tightens up as we know it can, at the end of a game, uh, and they get stops, Portland will not be able to get stops on the other end. And I think the Lakers will handle this in, in pretty quickly. Let's say, let's say Lakers in five. Oh, okay. So my, my thought process was much like you said, I just wanted to see the Suns or the Trailblazers get to this point because, you know, in my opinion, they were the most deserving of, of being the number eight seed. And also, I am a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. So I just think this first round matchup will – prepare the Lakers for the next round, mm -hmm. you know, playing against Memphis. I thought that that's a four game series, maybe a five game series. And the Lakers haven't been doing as well in the restart because much like the bucks, I just feel as though for the teams that clinched early, yeah. you already knew you were in the playoffs, but now you're clinching at number one spot. It's now just about managing players minutes, mm -hmm. trying to get some other players going like a Dion waiters, you know, you're trying to get other players going. J.R. Smith, they were giving him a run. Um, it, they really never got a chance to get fully in the swing of things. So playing a tough team in the first round will now allow them to get playoff mode going and, and really warm up and be prepared for what's going to be a really hard second round. Now, looking at Dame's numbers, though, I just Insane. have to, I'm not a big numbers person, and I don't, but I have to read this. He's just, he shot just under 50% in shooting and from the three Ridiculous. in the eight seeding games. 37.6 points per game, 9.6 assists, 4.3 rebounds. He was literally, I know we said on fire for Devin Booker before, but he was absolutely on fire. He was like a walking cheat code on, two, on 2K. I mean, everything he shot was going in. And it got to the point I was like, gosh, he might grab a rebound on one end and shoot from the other side of half court once he's pulling up from the logo. Where else is he going to shoot from? You yeah. know, he was just a walking bucket. And his, 
the way he has elevated his game and continued to. I mean, look at him last postseason to this postseason. Are we surprised at all that he's the player that is on a hot streak like this? No. But I'm, I'm happy for him and Portland to have this chance to at least get to the playoffs. But I think the run ends here. You know, their celebration was Saturday. You win your play-in game. You did the work. You get to the playoffs, but that's this is where the run ends. So I, I think it'll be like a five, maybe a six-game series, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Lakers will do a good job of, of handling the Trailblazers because, as you mentioned, defensively, they're not going to be able to slow them down. Even without having, um, you know, Avery Bradley, someone I wish was in the restart, hopefully Rajon Rondo gets back for the Lakers and is able, isn't able, to, is able to get minutes in as a tongue twister, apparently. But I think for LeBron and AD – Trailblazers can't double AD because they already are pretty weak defensively. So the matchups aren't there and it's, it's a Lakers win in five or six. So, you know, we've gotten your overall predictions. Let me just run through on Monday. You were saying you had Denver in six, Toronto in five, six or Celtics, whoever Anything. wins, wins. <laughs> um, you also had the Clippers winning in, I believe it was six. You said, and then you have the Bucks in five, Heat in six, Houston in seven, maybe, maybe OKC in seven. It's kind of a toss up on that one as well. And then the Lakers potentially winning in five. So, Michael Levin, I thank you so much for joining us. You know, this is the fun time. This is where we get to just sit back and watch all the craziness and excitement of the playoffs. So, where can people continue to follow you? As I'm sure you're going to be doing a lot of Sixers talking even more. Hopefully they don't disappoint you too too badly in yeah. the playoffs run. But where can people follow to keep up with all that you've got going on? That's right. For as long as the Sixers are in this thing, we we will be doing a podcast after every uh, godforsaken game. Um, so mm-hmm. so the uh, you can follow that at the Right Stricky Sanchez podcast uh, with me and Spike Eskin, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at at Michael underscore Levin. And uh, I just hope we get a good playoffs. I think we will. let's hope so let's you know all I want is for teams to come out no injuries play good basketball and may the best team win we don't need teams to just come out and and not show up please just be there and And give me like one hotel fight I'll take like one (laughs) lobby or like a any sort of cafeteria skirmish that would be good for me geez with like face masks and I don't even know. I'm just picturing a COVID 2020 lobby fight versus like right. a typical fight. <laughs> yeah. Show me, like, give me, give me some hotel footage, some reality show style Oh boy. Uh, security cam. I would really appreciate that. So just one and then the rest can be basketball. Hey, this is the year of literally whatever could happen is happening. And, and even what you don't expect to happen is also happening. So who That's knows right. But these players, neighbors with some of the, the same teams they're going up against, We've been seeing some rivalries growing and some back and forth, some Twitter beefs and everything. This is, oh, it's been, it's been fun. And this is before they even let the families in. So it's going to be even, you know, once there's more fans and uh, additional people there, it could get even, could get weird. And I'm, I'm, I'm into it. (laughs) And I even love the NBA putting out a statement that Woj tweeted out about the fact that there's rules and stipulations in place (laughs) that players cannot have someone they met on social media. (laughs) Or they have to, like, prove that there's an established relationship I would there. love that. I would love to be in those uh, arbitration hearings where they would decide, okay, how like, long have you known each other? This, okay, this is our relationship history. We met. We initially met on a dating app, but that's actually now we've been, we've been past that. 
there's so many things it could be. I'd really love to, to see that I know. case argued was, out. Now that's the footage we need. That probably yes. has to be hilarious. I know people have been saying players like James Harden and, and of course, Lou Williams was Lou Williams, but some names that have been brought up that would probably be the ones to try to sneak someone in. Hey, we've seen, we've seen it already happen in football. Wouldn't be surprised if it happens in basketball too, with trying to sneak a, a female in that's you shouldn't have though. Ah, 2020 man. But look, thank you so much for joining us. That could be a whole other show to yeah. discuss all of the ridiculousness that's going on off the floor um, and, and what could potentially happen. So I appreciate you for joining us here on Locked on Wizards. And for those of you listening, hit that subscribe button. Be sure to tune in each and every day as we're bringing you daily content, especially around the NBA playoffs here on Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.